Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am one half of your co-hosting team, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. And I'm J.P. Miller coming to you from rural Virginia. Guys and girls, welcome to the show. Today is episode 131. JP Miller, episode 131. It is a brand new year. We are in mid-January now. Happy new year to you, sir. Happy new year, Rex. We are in mid-January. It's cold and snowing here right now, and I don't like it. Brother, I was told, I was told that we had global warming. What happened to all of that? Because it is or it was negative five here in Indianapolis here the other day when I woke up. I did not appreciate that one bit. And I want Greta Thornburg to get on it. If she's got any pull, like get the global warming going. Come on. I used to didn't mind the snow and didn't mind the cold. And every birthday I have, I get a little less tolerant of it. And I think I've had about enough of this. Um, <laughs> Right. My child is old enough to where we ain't going to go make snowmen or nothing no more. So there's really nothing else for me to do outside in the snow. Uh, <laughs> those I are... would take all the global warming you can give me right now. <laughs> right. Be, I would rather it be 80 degrees. Man, I'm telling you. I've said this before. I've said the only reason uh, I do like to see the snow is if I'm going snowmobile riding. That's it. If I'm going to go ride the sleds, I'm cool with it outside of that hard pass so i mean uh yeah it's it's uh it's what it is i mean but you know we've got uh, what six weeks of it here maybe and then uh we'll be we'll be off and at it we'll be complaining about the heat before you know it but uh, we do have a new year it is 2024 that is nice we've got that going for us really we had a fantastic year in 2023 we appreciate all of our listeners finished it big time with the uh pri live show and really, we've got some great stuff lined up for you this year. So uh, we got in a pretty good groove. Uh, hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it. We're going to stay pat with the same scenario. So every other week, we're going to come at you with a new episode, bring you the highlights, the cars, the stars, the whole thing. couple things, I guess, new for this year. One is, um, and this is year five. This is year five for the Fast Brackets podcast. This is episode 131. So there's two things we really want to kind of hit home for everybody this year. One is the tech section, right? Um, We want to dig in a little bit, bring more experts on the show. We did a little bit of that last year. Maybe we just want to keep that going. But you heard on the live show we had uh, Mark Smith. Uh, We've had different people come in and really talk technical stuff and Man, there are always rule changes and and technological advances. We want to really, we really want to talk about that a little bit more this year. Yeah, it's um, you know, like I said, Mark came on and he kind of touched on some things a little bit, and we'll probably have him back on to go more in depth as far as uh, suspension goes. And we've been teasing this for what a year and a half now, so we've been kind of <laughs> right putting it out spotly but we want to really really get into it and and really get this tech section going um because like if you're a guy like me i'm always interested in that type of stuff and always trying to learn and uh 
I think it'll be good for everybody just to, to see how all of this stuff applies, especially to the two classes that we, well, drag racing as, you know, as a whole, but to the two classes that, you know, we, we primarily cover, which are top sportsmen and top dragster, but all the, all the tech advances that they make kind of trickle down and it'll be interesting to get some different perspectives on different things, suspension and engines and, you know, power adders and that sort of thing. So, um, we are going to definitely dig in and try to make that happen this year and stay tuned and we look forward to doing it. Yeah, bottom line, this classes are way too competitive not to be constantly improving your program. If you're not looking for something that moves yourself forward, you're getting left behind. I mean, that is just simply how it works in our classes. So we want to try to help where we can with that. Uh, obviously, you guys are doing your own research. You guys are experts at this stuff but but we want to help where we can so there's that the second thing we want to do this year and we're asking for some help with this um, truthfully this is year five um, we and it does have some expenses to this thing so to this point I've just funded all of it out of my pocket just because I thought it was the right thing to do and I enjoyed doing it and and uh, JP came along and, and made it a lot of fun for me to do but there are some costs that are involved with editing and in managing this process and hosting it and all the the software that goes into it and so we're going to ask you uh to help out a little bit i mean if you've enjoyed it we're not going to ask you a bunch of money but um maybe uh you know a couple bucks here or there and we're gonna if you're with a company and you see an email or a phone call come through from jpri then Know that uh, we will not break the bank, but we are going to ask to try to cover some costs this year, and uh, we would really, really appreciate that. So we're going to come up with some new things this year that hopefully um, will uh, bring value to you, and in return, then uh, it, it's worth it for you to help us break even with that stuff. So we're, we're excited about that as well. Yeah, um, most definitely. So if you, if you feel like you you feel like you get some good content out of the show and you want to advertise with us, you know, hit me up or hit Rex up and let us know. Um, like I said, it, it's producer Chris, y'all. It's, it's really, <laughs> he's, he's the man. That, he's the man. Somebody's, he's the man the salary. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Somebody's got to pay for the lap dances for the big fella. So we got to, we got to get that going. Um, but uh, yeah, very, very good point, JP. Um, yeah, they, it just, all this stuff is um, hopefully we are um, worth listening to. And from your standpoint, you have heard, you felt like you've uh, had a little bit of value um, and it, it will not break the bank, but we would uh, appreciate any of that stuff. So, um, and yeah, we definitely worth listening to. Oh, the best podcast that talks about top sportsmen and top dragster in the world. It's ridiculous. Well, we are worldwide. We're definitely worldwide. We know that. Um, from that standpoint, though, we do, to your to the point about tech section, we do have a really cool tech section that uh, we we pulled back from PRI this year, and so we will kick the tech section off this year uh, later in the episode at the mile per hour cone, where we get all our speed. So that's good. That'll kind of be our tech section this year. And um, and then also we've got a great guest. We have an unbelievable guest. You're gonna hear more about it in our next section. But Mel Roth from the IHRA is gonna come in and talk about the Hot Rod Classics that they're gonna have this year, which are more classes for top sportsmen, top dragster. I'm really excited about that. I think they've done a really nice job with those events, at least structuring them. So we're gonna we're gonna get the lowdown on that from Mel Roth. Um, but, uh, guys, it's a great show. It's the beginning of January. We are kicking off 2024. So get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show, make your commute, clean the shop, work on that old heap, but metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on, get strapped in because here we go. let's put this thing in the water box let's get them hot and the hottest topic in top sportsman top dragster right now at the beginning of the year is the ihra coming out big time with their hot rod classics 
and they're going to have ProMod. They're going to have top sportsman and top dragster, and we are wildly excited to have the president of the IHRA from Torrington, Wyoming, Mel Roth. Mel, how are you tonight, man? Uh, doing great. Just a little uh, little chilly like most of the country, but uh, you know, I'm sitting in my office, so it's nice and toasty in here. So how are you guys doing tonight? Well, we're, we're uh, probably toasty as well, but um, if you're in Wyoming, it's probably a little colder than what we are. Um, what, how, what is exactly the temperature there in Wyoming for you right now? Uh, the I guess you call it the ambient temperature is negative 12. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the wind chill is, but it's a little bit chillier than that. So, but it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But it's you know we only get this kind of weather you know two or three weeks a year, and then it's back to being somewhat normal. Still cold, but normal. Right, right. Well, uh, hang in there, brother, and uh, stay inside if you can, because I, I've been in those temperatures up in the Great White North, and it's not fun. So, um, hang in there, will you? Yes, sir. Um, now that we've got that out of the way, you guys have rolled out what I think are just some really cool events. Um, that you're the Hot Rod Classics, kind of going back in a little bit of history there with the IHRA. But um, but the good news for our listeners is that you've included the top sportsman and top dragster classes with that. Tell us a little bit about how the Hot Rod Classics came to be, and um, you know what you guys are are looking forward in those uh those events this year it all started uh larry jeffers the owner ceo of ihra uh he came to us in the middle middle of last year and he said man we go he goes we need to get back to our roots get back to the history of the ihra and start bringing some of these you know uh, events back because you know as we all know you know racetracks are closing left and right and larry's idea is if we can have these type of races and this, this year is a trial. We're only doing five, uh, you know, and then, you know, if these things work, we, we're, we're positioning so they, the racetracks can able to make some money. It's not on all take, on all take IHRA deal. We're doing it for the racetracks. Uh, we, we, we feel that the IHRA can really promote these races, and there is a need for it. You know, we know there's, you know, other organizations that run, you know, similar deals. But I think with our format, by bringing the rod classes back, and especially with top sports and top dragster, there's a uh, you know there's a need for it, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, the, just looking at the platform, right? With the within an event, you got in your hot rod classic, you've got pro mods, you've got um, uh, what what is the the other heads up class we're calling it? That's the all steel, all glass, uh, small tire type thing. What uh, JP helped me out. I'm, I'm missing that class. Real steel. Real steel. steel thank you. Um, so you've got that, which is a heads up. And then we've got top sportsman, top dragster. You've got the rod classes you're bringing back, which are wildly popular. And then a bracket race on top of that. So you've kind of got everything that a fan would want. And, and of course we love the top sportsman, top dragster. Uh, so it's going to be a heck of an event, and you're putting your money where your mouth is too. Paying, paying guaranteed cash with three grand to win top dra- dragster, top sportsman. Um, you know, just tell us a little bit about um, you know how you said you're running five events. Now tell us a little bit about um, just what you know what you expect out of those events because they're more of a show, right? I mean, you've kind of got a little more of a show in the in there as opposed to just a a backgate bracket race. Yes, correct. We're going to uh, we're going to make the show as a, so such Saturday night basically of our three day events. The first day will be a, a test session. Uh, Friday of the events will be qualifying, and then a gambler bracket for the for the uh, uh, bracket classes. And then uh, we're going to do a, like a last chance qualifier Saturday morning because so, we know that you know not everybody can take off you know three or four days a week to go racing because there you know there are other other you know races going on you know throughout the year but then we're going to structure it to where we can have a two o'clock um you know opening ceremony and then start eliminations and then try to run final rounds you know 9 30 10 o'clock at night um and you know and obviously end them with our 
with our marquee classes, which is, you know, pro mod, top sports and top drags are the real steel class. Um, and then obviously our rod classes and, you know, we're going to, we're going to limit our car count on the, on the brackets. That's the, the, the no box and the box. Um, we just, we felt we had to, because we didn't want to get, we know that if we would have pay 5,000 to win on a, on a, on a no box shootout, uh, that we would end up getting 200, 250 cars. Then we just couldn't finish it. Of we want to be able to finish these races in a, at a at a decent hour. Let the racers enjoy the evenings, um, and then we also we never did uh, talk on. We are also having junior drags here as well. So we want to make sure that Larry's Larry's uh, idea on the IHRA is every event we do, whether it's a hot rod classic or team finals, world finals, it always will include junior dragsters for the family aspect i love it i think it's a it's a really well thought out program it's got uh you know everything that a fan would want to see plus from a competitor standpoint it allows you to race and and run in a you know a kind of a tight show like you said like you could potentially even if you were really uh rolling the dice you could roll in first thing saturday morning qualify and then uh run the show saturday night i'm not advising that but uh but you know, maybe JP would. JP, would you do that? Um, it's just going to depend on what kind of time off I can get from work. If if I can't get there <laughs> till Saturday, then yeah, I'll right. definitely try to roll right. in and, and, and get in on the last session. Um, I was uh interested to know what what kind of field sizes are you going to have, or is that going to vary depending on car count as far as top sports and top drags goes? Uh, it will vary. Uh, the initial one will be thirty-two. So basically, if we get 20 or 28 cars, then they're all going to qualify. But either 32, uh, 48, or 64 car field, depending on how many show up. So, because I think you and I spoke off the air and just saying, hey, listen, if if you got 64 cars, then you're going to try to qualify them at all and and let them run. But if let's say obviously a 32 car field and 38 show up, then there's going to be six that go, you know, that don't qualify. And then you had some thoughts on what you do with those guys. Um, maybe maybe walk our listeners through that as well. Yeah, we haven't finalized what we're going to do. Uh, and it's going to all depend on the number of those cards. Um, we would, we would I mean, in a perfect world, we would take those top sportsman cards that didn't qualify and then the top dragster cards that didn't qualify. We put them in the one field and run, you know have a runoff uh, for them. Um, but it's just going to all depend on on how many we can get. Um, I, I, I if you got a a uh, you know a top dragster car that you're thinking, man, I don't you know because no one this is all the unknown for us. We don't know what caliber of cars we're going to get. But if you got a, a you know a top dragster car and it's just like, man, you can you know when you're when you're going online and and, and entering, try maybe get a maybe get a box tech card just in case. So we haven't figured out how we're going to do the uh, the non-qualified cars, if anything. Gotcha. Yeah, well, that that's the the thing that I've uh, noticed as well. Like, you guys have done a great job with the payouts as well. Like, it, it comparatively, it pays really well, 3000 to win. Um, can you offer any insight on, on uh, what type of conversations those were to put it all together? Because that cannot be easy. To, to figure out what, what we're going to pay out and how all that works? Well, we wanted to be competitive. Um, and right now, to us, the most competitive top sports and top dragster series out there is PDRA. Um, we, you know, they, I mean, they obviously, they have, you know, they have multiple classes in each one of them. You know, they have a top 16 and they go from there. Um, we just needed to be in the realm with them. Our entry fees a tad uh, cheaper, fifty dollars cheaper than PDRA, uh, but we wanted to make sure that the pay was was comparable, um, and then it is a little bit higher than some of the other, say, regional national events that uh, that NHRA holds, um, because we feel that these guys, you know, in a perfect world, you love to pay, you'd rather be able to pay more. We got to start somewhere, so we, we put a we put a number that is a solid number. Um, you know, and then with the 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 praise that's going to go along with it, we're going to have our IHRA TV. They're all going to be, you know, broadcasted free on the internet. So these guys are going to be able to have their their friends and family back home watching them. 
Uh, we got these special uh, black powder-coated uh, Ironmen that were given out. They're only given these out at the Hot Rod Classic events. So it's going to be a, a, a pretty coveted deal. Uh, and then we're also going to do a points championship. Uh, the fund we're working on that uh, right now is just going to be a trophy as of right now. Four out of five uh, of our of our events will calculate points at. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that because I think that's the other cool cool thing about this is is that you've kind of created this. Uh, I mean, I don't know, national event series is is quite right, but I mean, it, it is right. I mean, it's national, and um, and you can collect points. Become somebody is going to be the very first. Um, well, I don't know, maybe not first, but uh, new first in the new era. Um, top sportsman, top dragster, world champ. Right. That's a you're going to crown somebody that in in the series champ that way, and that's going to be cool for them that they can be the you know the first as this thing progresses. So um, I I think that's just a really um, innovative, thoughtful, thoughtful thing to do. And I think it's going to draw some cars, which I actually, I hope does. I hope uh, everybody comes out and supports it. Right. And, and like I said, with the, with our, you know, getting our, our, you know, our total purse and all that being as high as it is. Uh, I mean, we're actively looking for companies to, to maybe just get on board just for the championship, you know, and, and, and we feel quite confident as this thing rolls into the, the next couple months that we will we'll be able to, to grab somebody that's going to say hey look I want to be able to support these guys and mm-hmm. um, and you know like I said and, and Larry's not afraid to, to put that money into the championship and or the purse depending on what a company uh, you know comes across we do have a few that have you know that have came you know came on board um, and it's just like I said it's just going to start I think it's going to start steamrolling as we uh, continue into the new year well, I feel like that's maybe what you've been doing. You've been steamrolling since you came aboard. I mean, uh, when when did you come aboard, and have uh, have you had any days off since uh, since you came on back on board the IHRA? Because you've you've had a good career, a uh, very storied career, but but you came back with the IHRA, and then, and then there's been a lot of stuff to to get done in a short time, right? Yeah, and that's a, it's kind of a little bit about why we're you know why this is being released now and not two months ago. We just we didn't want to we didn't want to release it and, and not have a payout. We didn't want to re- you know what I mean. We wanted to make sure that we could at least get the payouts up, um, so racers know what they're they're you know what they're entitled to if they win. Um, but as for time off, I mean, Larry works me like a dog. Um, but I you know, yeah, I have been doing this a long time. This is my twenty fifth year in uh, in racing. Uh, not including before that when I was a racer, so in the in the race promotion slash business of of racing. So I've been around to know that you, you know, you it's a lot of work, and you know, it in the in the end, we want to see the IHRA get back to where it was, and we're taking those steps. And as we take those steps, our tracks are going to benefit. So like I said, we're not we're not out there just to. You know, to try to make big events and make money, we're we're about making tracks money, and you know, and that's what we're doing. And and it's like I said, it's so far so good, and uh, we'll see how twenty twenty four goes on. Yeah, well, you're you're off to a great start, at least in uh, my opinion, because I think I think these are, uh, well, people have been begging for it, right? We're we're not the only ones that are going to tell you that. People have been begging for specifically the rod classes to come back, specifically top sportsman, top dragster to come back. You guys have done that. Um, and then, you know, it can't be easy. Like, uh, you guys have done a decent job with putting all this, you know, the organization together to do that. Um, and I'm sure, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure there are going to be some things that you have to tweak along the way, right? Um, people people are probably asking you questions you may not have the answers to just quite yet. Well, yeah, you asked me, you asked me one <laughs> earlier what, what we're going to do with the non-qualified cards. So yeah, yes, there's going to be little things we're going to do, but uh, I, as as of right now, it just looks like little things. Um, you know, having having to where we you know we limit the number of the of the bracket cars that come in, and it's still 64 cars. You know, I, I, it's going to be fun to see how the pre-entry goes on that, to see how much excitement this actually does have. Um, but it, you know, going to the tracks, you know. Basically, I can't say coast to coast because you know we, you know, basically we're Texas East. You sure. Know, when you when you consider our logistics of our deal, so we we got 
we got Texas, we got Indiana, we got Alabama, we got uh, Northern Ohio, and then we got uh, South Carolina. So, I mean, we got them spread out pretty cool to see how they're going to work in each market. And then, like I said, then next year, then we know what we got to do and where we got to go. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's really great. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be a tremendous year. And obviously, um, you know, there's going to be some things that you really like and some things that you tweak a little bit. But uh, from from that standpoint, um, I, I think you've you've got a great kind of base for this, right? A really great base for this thing and good payouts. Um, and I guess the the last thing that we just have to mention is you're going to run. Um, I guess those are NHRA rules, right? Because up top sportsman is up to five twenty nine, and top dragster is up to four ninety nine. That's that's the thought process right now. Yes, it's correct, and it's the same as uh, PDRA. And this is all just so everybody knows it is all eighth mile. Every one of our classes is, is we're completely eighth mile. So. Yeah, no. So that that gives people the um, you know no excuse not to bring the cars out and um, man compete for good money and in a quick show and you know um, it, it's I'm I'm really excited. Is there anything that we don't know from the press releases so far? Wow, we we try to we try to keep everything up there. Uh, other than we're going to uh, uh, the Texas race. We're going to open up the the pre-entry on Wednesday. Okay. Um, we're, fi- we're finalizing it. And, and all of our stuff is going to be, you know, the class entry fee and the spectators. Because, you know, because this is going to be a spectator event. Uh, those those tickets will all be on the phone. Um, so we're, we got, we, we're just finalizing our, our first event. And then we're going to try to, the, you know, the following week uh, get Darlington pre-entry. Because these, these racers, they're like, you know, they're all worried about, you know, not getting in. But, you know, the only the only two classes, like I said, that we do have a cap on are, are going to be box and no box. You know, all of the rod classes, top sportsmen, you know, it's unlimited entries. So, awesome. But it's like I said, it's just uh, it's an exciting time. You know, I you know, I, the, the membership is, is going great. Uh People are, you know, coming back with their with their old numbers that they used to use back 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> pretty, it's a pretty cool deal um, when it when it comes to, uh, you know, especially bringing back the rod class. I mean, it, when it comes back to old IHRA, it was always the rod classes, and it was like, you know, there's a couple things that we want to do for the future, uh, and that's with stock and super stock. Um, but right now, we we need to focus on to see how these events work. And then work on uh, yeah. stock super stock for you know for next year or the following. Sure. Now, what is um, what are you requiring credential wise as far as uh, we, do you need to be IHRA licensed and a member to run, or how how are y'all doing that? Yes, it's going to be like a, a regional or national that you have to have an IHRA membership. Uh, those of those of you that have NHRA licenses or PDRA licenses, that stuff all transfers over, so it's a simple process. Um, our memberships are like 110 a year or, or 180 for two years, um, and that that's all you require, you know, pre-race, or you can do it at the race because we'll have our IHRA trailer there. But it, we made the uh, and then chassis certs and all that NHRA chassis certs are legal, so guys don't have to get a, a separate chassis cert. We IHRA approves. Uh, NHRA chassis search. That's fantastic, Mel. Um, I think um, I know you've you've been super busy, so I think we need to let you go because you probably have another ten things you got to get done here this evening. But uh, that's that's going to be great if you're if you're trying to get into the box or no box class, um, and you're listening to this, you need to stop the podcast um, and go to the IHRA site and get your entry in, and then come back and listen to the rest of the show. But because uh, because it, it's up, but uh, but for top sportsman, top dragster, I think it's just another great series and a great opportunity for us to get our our uh, rigs out there and, and let them rip. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of what we're going to do with this pre-entry deal to kind of get a gauge to know you know how many spots to save and make sure that you know we can give you know we can give everyone you know as decent a parking spot as possible. So that that's a little bit what pre-entry is. Pre-entry is not required uh the only one that i would suggest for is is the box and no box gotcha gotcha 
All right. Well, Mel, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, this was uh, wildly exciting for uh, all our listeners and and people that have top sportsmen, top dragster cars that uh, want to get them out and want another great place to run. You guys have certainly done that with the Hot Rod Classic. So uh, uh, thank you for putting that together. And I'm, we're excited about uh, what this season can bring. So come back on at some point and uh, give us an update on how, how things are going, will you? Oh, absolutely. History returns is how we got the how we get it labeled. That's right. Yeah, history we're, returns. We're excited. We're, we're, exci- we're yeah, we're excited that, you know, that you that, you know, uh, you know, guys like you are reaching out to us and, and letting us uh, you know, let every you know, to spread the word because that's what it's all about. Yeah, fantastic. Um, well Mel, um, thank you and uh, guys, girls, that was the great Mel Roth, the president of the IHRA. Uh, giving us the lowdown on the Hot Rod Classics for 2024. Um, Mel, thank you so much, and uh, have a great season. All right. I appreciate you guys. All right. Let's put this thing in the beams. Guys, girls, we've got a little bit different uh, in the beam section for you today. We're going to talk about some drivers that have already claimed their invites to the top sportsman and top dragster intercontinental championship at the World Series of Pro Mod. And uh, those invites have gone out. Uh, People are claiming those, um, getting registered as we speak. And so we don't have any a guest on with us, but we're going to talk through who has accepted those invites at this point in chance because it is going to be a cool event. I mean, it's going to be a wildly cool event. 50 GER to the winner on both sides of this thing. And early in the year, man, it's, this is going to be, JP, this is going to be a bunch of fun. I mean, the, the and the belts, the Intercontinental Championship. I love it. I mean, I'm... You know I want to throw some woos out there. You know I do. Like a, you know, we got we got a show to run, but you know I want to throw some woos out there. It yeah, it's it, it screams of woo, but um yeah, it's it, it's going to be exciting, man. Uh, like I said, fifty large is not nothing to sneeze at, especially when you got a top sportsman, top drags the car. Um, so far we've we've got a few people who've been invited and who who have accepted we don't have a full list but we can give you the list that we have um and we can go from there right well let's let's start on the top sportsman side shall we yeah um so so far on top sportsman side as of you know today and what we know um you have dan ferguson Bruce Thrift, Buddy Parkinson, Glenn Butcher, Jamie Fowler, Donnie Urban, Darian Bosch, and Fast Freddie Perkins. I like it. I, I mean, listen, that those alone, those are guys that have won and put up win lights. At the highest level. So, I mean, none of those people that you listed, Dan Ferguson, Bruce Thrift, Buddy Perkinson, Glenn Butcher, Jamie Fowler, Donnie Irvin, Darian Bosch, and Fast Freddy. Actually, I mean, let's let's say the, oh, well, I guess the only person that has not been on the show is Buddy Perkinson from that list. So, you can go back and listen to all those guys. Um, but all those guys have done it at a high level. They, they have high quality cars. And, the, and they're going to put up really good et so i mean if you're, if you're thinking that you're gonna slide in the back side of this bump spot it does not appear so at this point it does not appear so it looks pretty good and um yeah it it, it looks like it's going to be pretty good it's going to be a, a pretty competitive and quick field um from what we got so far uh once some other names get released and some other people get you know accept their invitations then we'll be able to kind of gauge what we think the field is going to be um but i'm excited man i just i'm excited just to see how the list is going to shake out and who all is going to go down there um because like i said it's early in the year um so it's it's definitely a big commitment like Wes was saying when he was on the show 
a lot of people don't have their stuff quite ready at that point in the year, so it's going to be some scrambling to get cars ready to make sure you go down there because you, you definitely don't want to go down there with last year's stuff. You want to go down there with fresh equipment and be able to be as competitive as you're going to be. So, um, you know, who, who doesn't like being in Florida in March? Well, it, that's a great point. And, and we should say, like, with breaking this list out, I mean, we red lit, right? I mean, we, we, we red lit. I mean, it's January 17th. I think we'll know a lot more the 1st of February. We'll know a lot more about the uh, the list, uh, so to speak, the 1st of February. So we're a little bit early with this thing. Or maybe we went trip zip. We don't know. We're, we're pretty close. Um, but uh, we might have red lit having this show on this date. But that said, it does tell you that the field's going to be fast. At least the front half of the field is going to be fast. And, and people are trying to thrash right now to get things going. I mean, they are. They're they're trying to get things going, um, and then you know you've got guys like uh, Darian Bosch and Fast Freddie Perkins who are bringing two cars. You know, so those those guys have double the maintenance and and stuff they have to do to make sure their stuff is ready. So um, very exciting, and I I just can't wait. I cannot wait to see the fields and see how this thing is going to shake down. Yeah, like I said, both of those guys have Draxas too, so they've gotten invited on the um, on the Draxas side, and it, it's also going to be interesting to see how they do. Being as both of those guys are, are primarily NHRA, if I'm not mistaken, so um, they're they're normally running on the long track, so they'll have to they'll have to shorten it up a little bit and kind of see how how that plays out on 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 the eighth mile form and um, see where they stack up against some of the best eighth mile races in the country. You got to think that's part of the draw for those guys, right? You get Fast Freddy, you know he's he's done it. Um, it's got a handful of different cars. He's you know no stranger to eighth mile, no stranger to quarter mile. But and same thing with Darian Bosch. He's gets in a lot of different cars. Got the whole staple of purple machines there, and you know. But those you got to think that's part of the draw for those guys because if they're typically running their quarter mile dragsters. You know, do they they try to speed them up a little bit to qualify a little quicker in the field, and that that might be some you know uh, challenge that they're they're up for. It'd be kind of interesting to see. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I will tell you, I do know one other dragster that is in the show. Um, that is Ashley Johnson. Um, she's got her dragster, got her crew chief Brian Tidrick working really hard. To get that thing ready, they are making more power, trying to get down the track uh, there. So they've, you know, they're really thrashing to get their new setup ready for that event. But they're in. So you know, we've got, um, you know, we've got people that have turned on a bunch of wind lights already rolling down to, to Bradenton. So it's it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be really really fun. Do you have a prediction at this point, JP? Ah. Uh... Nah, I don't. It's not enough number of cars that I know there to be well to have a prediction. I mean, eh, you can't never. The list you got right here, all these guys win. So I mean, it's not like any of these guys are strangers to winning circle. But you know, you got you never, you know you can't never you can't never count Donnie Urban out you can never count Buddy Ferguson I mean Buddy Ferguson out uh Dan Bruce it's man it's a it's a crapshoot right now um right as far as you know cuz any of these guys that's on the list that's out so far are more than capable of winning so and that's the that's the ones we know that got invited and accepted I mean there's probably some out there that just haven't haven't announced it yet Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's lots that have accepted and just haven't been announced yet. So that's why I say we're probably a little early. But as the list continues to grow, maybe maybe the next episode or the one after that, then we should have the field and we can start making some predictions about, you know, what uh, the number one qualifier is going to be or who that's going to be and what that ET is going to be, what the bump spot's going to be, and then ultimately who's going to take the big check and the belt home with them for 50 gur and the belt. And so this, this uh, could be fun over the next couple of weeks. So if you have thoughts, we want to hear about it. We want to hear your predictions. Uh, number one qualifier and an ET with that. 
bump spot, and then who ultimately you think is going to hoist that belt above their above their head and uh, you know walk around uh, walk around with the in the winner circle, putting it over their shoulder like the intercontinental champion. That's definitely good. I think um, maybe we get maybe we can get one like best to handicap this deal. Well, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, we like it. That's what uh, that's what win line bets is all about. I mean, that's the whole thing. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely work on that. We'll definitely work on that. But that that's uh, something to look forward to. Please make some comments. Let us know what you think because this is uh, shaping up to be the most exciting event in top sportsman, top dragster um, that we've had in quite some time, and maybe the biggest money ever. Today's half-track report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com. For all your high horsepower legal needs, you know you need to get with Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com. Now, JP, there is snow on the ground. It's negative degrees outside. There is little to zero drag racing going on right now in the top sportsman, top dragster world. That said... We do have, um, in addition to the IHRA, right, in addition who we just talked, had Mel Roth on, and that was uh, really cool. I'm excited about that thing. In addition to that, the ADRL is coming back in full force, I would say. They've got six events coming up this year. Now, technically, we will not be covering them, but they've got a class that I think some of our folks will be interested. So I want to talk about that right now, which is the Outlaw Dragster, Unlimited Outlaw Dragster and uh, this is a heads-up class, but, I mean, it's kind of designed for top dragster, right? There's no nitro, but they're saying, hey, if you can run 350s, go run 350s, which could be kind of wild. What do you what do you make of all this? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it, it looks like they they came up with a dragster class. I think they, they, they did this at Rockingham last year, this okay. was last season. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it was as unlimited as it is, but it looks like they came back and I think when they started, they they were going to put a 370 cap on it and then they've decided to have no cap on it. So it's going to be basically show up with a dragster and run as fast as you can as long as you don't have nitromethane. And that looks like that's what's going on. So this Mm -hmm. ought to be interesting to watch. Um, So if you're out there and you got a dragster and and you want to, you know, take the handcuffs off, uh, might look into this ADRL deal. Yeah. I mean, uh, it looks kind of fun and don't we all kind of, uh, dream of uncorking it a little bit. And so, yeah, that, that will be kind of interesting. Now we're not going to necessarily cover that cause that's falls a little bit out of our realm, but I am fired up. That the ADRL is coming back, um, for their six events appears that they have essentially three in the spring and three in the fall. And, uh, in my mind, the ADRL is always going to be synonymous with Kenny Nowling. And Kenny um, has, uh, what I understand is, has some health problems, and so he's taking a step back. So, Kenny, get yourself better. Um, get yourself better. But uh, Ryan Fears is taking the, the helm there and, and doing great things with their their Outlaw Pro Mod stuff and this Outlaw Dragster now. So I'm, I'm kind of excited and interested to see who shows up with this thing. Right. I mean, because who who has said, uh, I don't need a dial board. Let's get after it. I'm, I'll be interesting to see. Certainly Craig Addis. Right. Craig Addis is a, kind of a staple in that. that who else, JP? Who else do you think uh, may show up? Uh, Tisha Cagle seems she I think she's the one that spearheaded that deal. That's right. And kind of helped them get that together. Um I probably wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Bruce Mullins may show up. I yeah. Think he's maybe maybe help them out a little bit as far as uh, ideas for the class. I'm not 100% sure, though, so don't quote me on that. Um, but, yeah, uh, it ought to be interesting to see, man, the guys out there with the super fast Draxers, um that really want to go fast. It ought to be interesting to see. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it. And uh, like I said, it's not what we would normally cover, but if they go out there and lay down some numbers, you know we got to talk about it. 
For sure, right? And I'm going to just tell you this, um, and I don't know if this is in their plans or not, but if Ashley Johnson uh, shows up to that thing, I guarantee you Brian Tidrick is going to put that thing on the chip, and you better look out for Ashley because she is always a threat to go number one <laughs> in the way I understand it. And Brian never wants to be number two. And uh, they've got more power, a bigger blower this year. So, I, you know, I would just say uh, look out for something like that. So I don't know if they have plans, but if they do, uh, they are definitely going to be in the hunt for that. What kind of ETs you think they're going to run, Rex? I mean, looking at it. I mean, like, you know, that was the thought process, right, that they were going to have a 370 uh, ET cap on it at first. Um, they did away with that. The terms of the licensing, um, the NHRA will license you for an ET license up to 365, and they've kind of thrown that out the cap. So it sounds like you're going to have to have a essentially an alcohol fuel license to run this thing. And if that's the case, then it feels like you're going to have to run in the 50s to win. I mean, that, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you know you're going to have to run the 50s, which if you're running 350s and and you can you know those guys can do it in the pro mod so why couldn't they do have the same setup and run that with the dragster um essentially it's well, pro mod it, engines right yeah i mean it's a lot of blown alcohol and mm-hmm. you know supercharged deals but um the the other thing though is what about i think it's it's there's a, there's a difference in the in the chassis and the way the chassis is asserted right I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I thought that there was a difference when you go from, you know, basically the quicker top jacks, which are going to be the longer longer wheelbase cars, and then into the what would be, you know, the A-field or top alcohol jacks of cars. I think there's a different there's a different type of chassis cert. Or yeah. The safety requirements are a little different. I ain't 100% sure. Maybe we need to talk to somebody from ADRL and see what their plan is for this Right. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things. It's in the early stage of this, but my gut tells me that you're going to have to have a alcohol chassis and then put some version of a pro mod motor in that, whether that's a 959 with nitrous, whether that's uh, you know, a 1471 Hemi motor, something like that. I mean, essentially it's a pro mod motor in an alcohol Top alcohol dragster chassis, I think, is what the you know what makes a lot of sense in this class. Now, I don't know who's got one out there. I don't know if it, there's a bunch of those running around out there. But if the class becomes popular, you know, just and it would from the fan standpoint for sure, then you know that's that's not a well. Truthfully, that's a cheaper car to build than a pro mod, right? I mean, it's a oh, be, definitely. right so. Yeah, that's just thinking about a nine. Has anybody ever put a nine fifty nine in the drive? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't would, know. I would love to see. I would love to see a nine fifty nine with six kids in the drive. For this, anybody out there? <laughs> right. Like, got a nine fifty nine and a drive laying around with six kids on it. Or like they want to put it together. Yeah. I'd like to see what that would look like. Um, or somebody wants to yeah, put you know uh, put a you know a couple of big turbos on that thing and and let it rip. I mean, but that's the deal, right? It's a pro mod or radial versus the world type motor in a top alcohol dragster chassis, and then we go. I think we don't want to scare anybody off either. That's so <laughs> a great point. Who knows what it'll be? I just they, they're they're trying to. This is their first year, so they're trying to get class participation. So don't take everything we say as the gospel. We're speculating. Um, go out and run. If you feel like you can be competitive there, go out and run and see what it's all about. Uh, and let us know what you think it's going to take to win and be competitive in this class. And if you plan on running it, reach out to us and let us and, and you know let us know that you plan on running it. Maybe we can have you on and kind of see just where this whole deal is going because it's going to be interesting to see. Absolutely. I'm so curious now. I've got, I kind of rev myself up here wanting to see what exactly this is going to happen. So yeah, if you if you're going to if you're going to be in this class, reach out. I want to hear now. <laughs> somebody's got a 959 and know somebody's got a dragster. Y'all two need to get together over 12 back and put this thing together and I'll come help Rich on it. I don't have no money, but I will help Rich. Um 
just the top one. Right. We, yeah, we got to get wild, man. That's a, it, it, you know what? I I wasn't I wasn't really excited about it when I first. And now the more I think about, it, I'm like, it could get kind of fun. It could get kind of fun. <laughs> we have a nine fifty nine and an altered six kits. Well, listen, it goes back to the top altered stuff I've been talking about. I mean, I think there is an opportunity for that, but I mean, this open up and they are going to allow alters in this class. I know that I'm not sure that's the best tool if that's what you're going to run, but you could They're gonna allow alters. They got to let them run nitro. Well, but I, I yeah, I'm not sure that's ever going to happen, but they got to let, if they're going to allow alters, it's got to be a field alter. Got it. All right. You just opened up a whole new can of worms for that. But, uh, <laughs> The point being is that uh, if you're going to run this class, we want to hear from you. Whoa, let's get out of the groove for just one second. J.P. Miller, let's talk about a guy who is absolutely doing it another level. Um, A guy who this year has just announced that he's going to run in the Factory X class, which which makes that, like, I don't know, the 87th class he's uh, run at the professional level at this point. He's My understanding is that uh, Alex Laughlin is going to run in the Factory Experimental class this year, and that makes him the all-time leadingest driver in terms of professional classes run. He's done it in top dragster. He's done it in drag radial. He's done it in top alcohol dragster, both on the dragster side and the fuel altered. Uh, he's run pro stock. He's run pro mod. He's run funny car and he's run top fuel. And this year he's going to add factory experimental to his roster. He's going to run for uh, drive Jeff Turk's car that Mopar and uh, you know that's an incredibly competitive car so I'm, my guess he's going to run right up front and have a chance to win that am I right is uh is Alex like has Alex run in the most professional classes nobody else has done that have they I don't think so I mean who would even be close Jeg maybe Jeg right Jeg would be the one that yeah. um, Jeg hasn't ever ran a fuel car or any of that stuff so that's right Yep. Um, you know, AB could. AB's pretty, uh, Antron Brown's pretty versatile, run top fuel. He's run bikes. He's run yeah. the drag radial stuff, but I I don't think he. He needs to jump in a pro mod. Which I think is on the on the horizon for him, right? I think that's on the horizon for him, but but he hasn't been in a pro stock car. He hasn't been in a, uh, you know, uh, top alcohol car. So Alex Laughlin, I mean, give that man credit for being the most versatile professional driver of all time. And, and you know, and you can argue that um, you should you should just focus on one thing. But I, I give him a lot of credit for hopping in anything that goes fast and, and he does it. So that that will be very interesting for me this year. Oh, yeah, that's uh, I mean, I give him credit for being a man who loves the race and, and, and is not locked down to one discipline. I mean. I would. I I envy the guy. He's getting an opportunity to drive a lot of quality equipment and a lot of fast equipment, and a lot of different different uh, classes. So hey, it's nothing wrong with that. Right now he and he he does such a good job though because he brings in sponsors. Right, so I mean he's earned it. Like I I don't know anything about his personal life, but um, you know I, my understanding is it's not just personal wealth that's writing checks to write all these cars. I mean, he's bringing in sponsorship. He brought in the Hot Rod or Hot Wheels, which was really cool. Uh, Valvoline, I don't know who's going to sponsor this car, but I think it's uh, really cool. Now, here's where I will make a, a potentially controversial opinion. All right, so don't burn down the house for me, but I like Factory X. I don't love it. I don't I don't love the class. Um, I like it. I, I don't love it though, because um, we're talking six nineties out of these things. Um, and it's cool, right? It's uh, it's liberties. Um, it is supercharged stock ish cars, right? Uh, stock ish engines, but it runs six nineties. So 
It's not faster than a pro stock car. It's not faster than 90% of the top sportsman field. So what? I like it. I don't love it. I, I don't love it. I mean, I guess if you add, if you think about the weight, I like it from the tech standpoint. I think the cars look cool, but as far as the out, outward appearance, I mean, underneath, it's a, you know, you know what it is underneath, but it's a 6.0 cert car. Um, right. I'm not going to say, I mean, yeah, I don't. What does it I replace? Really In your mind, what does it replace? If a class has to go away to have Factory X step in, what class has to go away? I don't know. I don't I don't know if it is it there to replace anything or is it there just to be another class? Is it there to replace you know, factory what is it? Factory stock? Or, right. Factories yeah, factory stock, right? Or is it but and I mean, I'm not, I, I like the ten inch I like the ten inch tire. I like I like a lot of stuff about it. Yep. I'd like to see I'd like to see what a five hundred cubic inch motor could do in it. But also but I'd also <laughs> like to see what a nine fifty nine with six kits could do in it. <laughs> I like to see a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> So, so to, it's not, you know. To be fair, if you ask me, it's like <laughs> you, you, good point. I and I, I will tell you this: that I was an advocate for ten and a half inch tires on pro stock cars fifteen years ago. I was. Now you can call me crazy if you want, and I, you may be right half the time. That said, um, if you're trying to make pro stock cars look like cars off the street, that's kind of what you need to do, right? You need to put ten and a half inch tires on. Them. I would. Love to see a ten five on a pro stock car and with a Liberty and uh, yeah. Right? I mean, it would. I think. I, I think there's a good chance it speeds it up. I mean, I really do. I think. I think you you gain a couple hundreds on that instead of so. so um, and we probably should get somebody on here that actually knows what they're talking about to answer that question. But <laughs> but um, just be my uh, guess. Yeah. But that that said, like. <laughs> we're going to get hate mail and that's good, you know, whatever. But, um, I, this is all, you know, like I said, I like the class. I don't love it from the standpoint that it's not faster than pro stock. It's not faster than top sportsman. So it's hard for me to get wildly excited about it. Now I understand why Alex Laughlin would, and I a hundred percent, I would drive the heck out of these things, but, but I, that's my confusion with how excited I can get about it. Right. It's also it's I mean how many cars do we have in this deal now? Like it's well they limited it last year, right? They kept it to a four car field, so you know they it wasn't just come all come all. And I think maybe they'll open it up to eight cars this year. I think is the the plan um, because I think they want a good show out of these cars. But even that, I mean, these wow. guys are trying to figure it out, and they weren't exactly tight. ET packages there. Yeah, my understanding though is it's a substantial amount of money to build one of these cars. So, who's building eight? And it looks like these are some of the same players that are in factory stock. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, if you've got it to burn, go get it. You know, if you got it to burn, go get it. But uh, you know, I like the class. Um, I, I'm not. Not in love with it because, I mean, my heart's in pro stock. But uh, that said, give Alex Laughlin a lot of credit. and He's going to be the most versatile driver of all time. I believe that's right. Um, I guess I'd need to get somebody, uh, maybe Brett Kepner, to confirm that for us. But um, he, yeah, he'd probably we know. To, we need to see, man. We might be missing somebody from back in the day or something. But big shout-out to Alex Laughlin. He should bring some attention, some more attention to the class because they got some hitters in there now. So it'll be – It'll be interesting to keep an eye on to see what they do, see how that shakes out. But, um, yeah. As we hit the mile per hour cone, JP, we're going to kick off our tech section here. And we really want to do a good job this year with bringing in people that can talk about the latest technology. And this is a guy we ran into at PRI. 
And I was really fascinated about it because it, it is really some high level, interesting tech about helping us get power to the ground and cars moving faster. And frankly, it's a little bit above my pay grade. So I think what we'll do is we will just bring Bud Haggard on, Bud from uh, Rockwell, let him talk a little bit about um, this this new stuff they've got going on. I, JP, you were, you were really digging into it at PRI. I know you had your eyes and hands all over this thing, um, but it's it's incredibly interesting. So uh, Bud, Bud Haggard from Rockwell, please, would you help us out a little bit and tell us, um, tell us about the, you know, what you guys are doing from the technology side to help uh, racers get down the track? For a number of years now, work has been proceeding in order to bring perfection to the crudely conceived idea of a transmission that would not only supply inverse reactive current for use in unilateral phase detractors, but would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal grammeters. Such an instrument is the turbo encapsulator. Now basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, it is produced by the modial interaction of magneto-reluctance and capacitive directance. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fam. The latter consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o delta type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the Grammys. The turbo encabulator has now reached a high level of development and it's being successfully used in the operation of Nofertrunians. Moreover, whenever a fluorescent score motion is required, it may also be employed in conjunction with a drawn reciprocation dingle arm to reduce sinusoidal replenition. It's not cheap, but I'm sure the government will buy it. Uh, okay, bud. Um, got it. All right, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane. Let's do it, JP. Let's take the stripe. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 131. There it is, the wind light. Oh, sure it is. Sure it is, the sweet, sweet sound too, JP. Guys, girls, we had a great week. We uh, we, we kicked off to 2024, did we not? We had Mel Roth, the president of the IHRA, come on. And we had Bud Haggard say some things, uh, Bud, Appreciate you, I guess, uh, but uh, I, I'm still trying to break down what he said. I, I'd like to think that it would help me out, but I don't know that I can deal with the price tag. Um. <laughs> the turbulent cabulator is a bit much, maybe, for what we're doing, but uh, I don't know if I can afford to pay somebody to translate what he was talking about. <laughs> so I could put it in layman's terms. Um. Fair, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Guys, girls, this year, please help us out. Leave us a, re- a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, whatever. It helps. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know about the algos. I don't know about the rhythms. Uh, but uh, Laura, Laura Brannigan does though. She knows about the rhythms. Yeah. But the everybody the, loves Laura Brannigan. So. Anyway, it helps, guys. It helps. Um, so you can say anything. It doesn't matter what you say. Just say something. Um, you know, but uh, in either event, I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down and travel. travel safe.
Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.